fucking back. <laughs> you distorted, but it's fine. Oh. <laughs> you know, Did I clip? We back like like we left something. Yeah, you totally clipped. It's cool. We could probably take it out. <laughs> but, I am an amateur. Uh, it's all good. It. We're, we're here. We can't let them know we're amateurs. Nah, we can't let them know. No, because this is a new audience. A, the level up is here, so we can't I do. I ain't an amateur. It's called an exaggeration. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like you know, it's just it's 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 an exaggeration. It's a dramatization I'm for a the sake of I'm professional. I'm LinkedIn in this bitch. You know, that's how professional. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. In case you're just now figuring this out, it's the Ratchet and Woke Podcast, Unlearn the World, Lil MC. We are back at it, live and direct, brand new, feeling fresh, clean, and all in between. Um, I'm a little dirty. You know. (laughs) For those who couldn't see, he gave a shrug. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't even know how to respond. Where do I begin? Um, (laughs) You know, but we're back. And salute to all of our new listeners because we're on a new platform, you know, Podbeam and Spotify and Apple and all of these different pods, all the things, all the things. So shout out to everybody who's listening, wherever you're listening. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you hit that follow button on any digital platform that you are preferences allow. And um, yeah, we're here. We're going to get into some kooky shit. Some really aware and hyper-conscious socio-political madness. At the same time, we'll talk about hella other shit that makes <laughs> absolutely no sense and is probably Looney. offensive to a lot of people. So, we're just like giving you that disclaimer off the rip. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have special guest Frack chiming in a little bit later, so that's going to be exciting, you know, or fresh off his battle rap controversial. He knows more rhymes with the word <laughs> Mazel Tov than anyone ever knows. He's got that in his arsenal. That's so a anyone... his cap. It's a feather in its cap. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said that's yeah. a nefarious cap. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a bar. <laughs> feather in its cap. Nefarious cap. Can we cap. add it to our Carrie Swisher? Our yeah. quick Carrie Swisher project? So, for those who don't know, we're MCs. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, now you know. Uh, and Lil MC, I we have created or crafted an alter ego. Because we know a lot of people who have alter egos because we live in hyper-woke Bay Area. So, people think they need alter egos to say all the bullshit that they think about every day. Mm, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, so compartmentalize so, it. Yeah, exactly. So, in the spirit of the duality <laughs> that exists within the Bay Area... We have now have we have now coined Lil MC's alter ego to be Carrie Swisher. Yes, you know what I'm and saying. And those who don't know, Carrie Fisher be Princess Le- Leia. Oh my God, I almost said her name wrong. R.I.P. 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 <laughs> exactly. And we are like one in the same because she was hella ratchet in her day. She would be doing acid and hella blow and talking to like grass because she's tripping balls. Like she's basically yeah. I mean, me. she was like you know <laughs> she was she was a victim of Hollywood very young. So that's. A lot of the reason why. I, I don't have that and excuse <laughs> at all. This is true. Hollywood's a victim of me. This is true. That's but another we, bar. Okay. You're on yeah. a fucking roll today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have therapy in my brain. I feel like I flushed out the demons and shit. You know shit. what I'm saying? Exactly. Unmove the blockages. That's, oh, that's important. Yeah. It's yeah. important to move the blockages out. You Coagulated. Know what I'm yeah. Um, so, so who? what's your, what's your, we need any input from y'all. Um, Another Star Wars esque name, alter ego, you know. Oh, for my alter yeah. ego, I don't even know. Nah, I, I see. I don't need an alter Han ego. Yolo. I, 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 I like that. I kind of like that. <laughs> I even, I even, I even gonna hold you. I like that a lot. <laughs> we might just make the EP tonight. Hey, come on, man. Yo, we might just we make the EP on tonight. It's, it, it might get yeah. Oh, so, we, can put the, we can put the theme song in reverse. Carrie Swisher and Han Yolo. That's who is bringing you this pod right now. Um, she wants to put everything in reverse. <laughs> like, just, just so we're clear. Like, I've been making beats like nonstop over the last three days. And she just wants to sample everything and just put it in reverse. Like, what if we take a William Churchill speech? <laughs> And we reverse it. <laughs> okay. Do you remember in Lil Nicky when they're like playing like ABBA or some like yeah, square yeah. ass records and they play it backwards? It's like, I am Satan. Yeah. You will eat the blood <laughs> exactly. of the innocent. Exactly. I want to see if that's for you. No, but that's that, that's basically your hype in forward motion. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, the backwards Whoa. is almost the opposite. I, I'm going to blow more your brain. What if we reverse what I'm saying, one of my records, and it actually says something angelic? You think that's possible? That's some Jedi shit. That's some Jedi shit. Hey, what else do you got on there? I got the usual. We got the usual cast of characters oh, in here. Okay. We got a lot of different things. Never you know what I'm saying? Yes, we do. Never go. 
So yeah, we're gonna get, <laughs> we're gonna get you guys used to all these sound effects. We got a lot of what we got a lot of them. <laughs> my personal favorite, my personal favorite. So yeah, we got the soundboard rocking in a way that we haven't had since we left that god awful um, <laughs> basement of a station that show renamed Nameless. Don't be JVP, Joe you know on Spotify. Like. Nah, you know, I mean, it's been a while because we, we went through the whole COVID thing, and then we we tried to make the attempt of doing the Facebook Zoom yeah. based podcast, which was effective for a minute, but then it just got it got a little out of control. Cause I think it's like interaction is good. People want to interact, but yeah, I think but, but I think deal. podcasting, the beauty about podcasting is that you you can pre record it. There's a direction, there's an ebb, there's a flow. If you don't like it, you can take it yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? And I think that live radio or live television doesn't make for great potting, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Because agree. people enjoy fluid conversation, right? Mm-hmm. They listen to it like talk radio, but it's like talk radio with, you know, the word pussy brought in the effect every now and again. So, you know, there's that. So, um, <laughs> we have like no topics. <laughs> just, I'm just going to keep that a hundred. Like, we have no topics on our premiere episode, so we're trying no. to figure out exactly Oh my God, I'm trying to, to text Frack right now and tell him that you're going to call him and my phone keeps auto-correcting to un unween instead of unlearn <laughs> unween <laughs> what am i unweaning from <laughs> today i said like i was trying to say something like lol and it said twat instead and i was like i don't even use the word twat <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I'm doing that. somebody you know is using the word <laughs> twatkins. Twat. No, but I, twatkins that's my favorite i feel like i wanted to just rather than have a bunch of topics in my brain i was thinking you know we've undergone a lot of changes since you know we were at the pre- previous radio station I think it'd be cool to to give people, especially people that know us, you know, what are the, some of the changes we where we at right we now? We fucking leveled up. We stun on these hoes. Mm. Fuck what you talking about. You over here calm and quiet. Like, we know, we leveled the fuck up. We stunned. We got some things together. We got some money together, you know. So now we're in a more official space, and it's going to get bigger and better, and I'm, I'm very excited about it, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's just the reality of it. It's not. I'm not trying to be fucking humble. Oh, <laughs> so let's do that. You no, know what I mean? I like, got you, got you. <laughs> No, I, I'm incapable of uh, celebrating, so you got to help me with that. I know. Yeah. I know. He, no. Me and we're like a yin-yang, yang-yin. Yeah, something like that. So, um, yeah, no, we, we, we leveled up over the course of the quarantine. We just saw what we needed. We are very excited to bring you the kind of content that you've been looking for in a way that is the most authentic of our own voices and we're going to keep shit pushing. And, yeah, we and moved, we moved to an place. island, our own private island. Private island. We took over Epstein Island. A million dollar mansion. <laughs> and we took over Epstein Island. Exactly. And we got rid of the pizza shops there. We've been watching a lot about Pizzagate recently. Right. Yeah, that actually, <laughs> that's a bizarre segue into the whole Pizzagate shit. So yeah, I was fucked up on edibles the first episode we watched yeah. of the Pizzagate documentary. And this but, shit been out for a minute, but we've been on our conspiracy doc hype. Well, actually, let's let's talk about that. You got uh, you were plugged into a a a link tree. Yeah. With a with a bunch of like documents that hold links for different conspiracy theory videos yeah facts i i literally just went out on facebook and sometimes you you ask facebook for shit and they come back with good stuff and sometimes you get fucking weirdos just being assholes on facebook but this mm-hmm. time they came through gave me i asked like what what's the best conspiracy theory docs and a lot of people um linked me to like a lot of cool shit so we got pizzagate stuff we got pandemic um we got what else were we watching recently? Like, there's just a 9-11 video conspiracy. Yeah, you've been, on, you've been on your conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Of recent, yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like, absorbing all the quote-unquote true knowledge. But what, think- there was an observation you made the other day when we were watching this whole thing about, like, Hollywood pedophiles and pedophiles in the liberal media. The fact that you observed that most of the people who are being accused of pedophilia and child rape and being part of these, like, sex cults mm-hmm. are all liberal celebrities and politicians. politicians yeah you know what i'm saying and pizzagate is is uh pe- the reason it all started was because of what's the name of the pizza spot that's in dc comet. Com- yeah comet yeah. pizza um which is in dc and known to have like a lot of politicians you know go there and do whatever fucking weird shit they do which i don't really understand like that to me that in itself is weird like they're having like political dinners at a fucking shitty ass pizza shop like that's odd to me yeah it's all very odd but 
whatever. I, I do think it is also peculiar that they never seem to be exposing any um, Republican or like who would who would be in a Republican person that would be accused of these crimes that aren't that aren't politicians though because majority of celebrities are liberal besides like Ted Nugent you know right. like well what what I observed is in and I've been I've been down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole for quite some time yes and when I say sometime like my entire whole life, life. Yeah. exactly um, it's how I got into this woke shit you know what I mean to begin with. Uh, but what I've noticed is, especially over the, the last 10 years since conspiracy theories began to run rampant on YouTube, not just the internet, but YouTube specifically mm-hmm. with like people creating their own documentaries and all of this. What I have found is that as we enter different administrations or political parties are taking over the White House, it always accuses the opposite party of the evil. Right. During the Obama administration, I was watching a lot of documentaries that were talking about Bush and 9-11 and Skull and Bones and how like they're baby eaters and his family were Nazi lovers. And like it was a whole thing. And it was not only just him. It was Dick Cheney. It was like all the Republicans that were the the speaker of the house and all of that shit. It was all of them were being accused of just being part of like this wild secret society that was having sex parties and whatever the case is. Right. As we've gone on in years, right. 10 years removed from that. Now things are getting more sinister. Things are getting deeper and things are also politically charged. So it's, it's really interesting when you, when you listen to it and, and, and take the information in, you also have to consider the source and the emotive and the agenda. I think there are a lot of people who are doing, I think also, we also believe shit when it's well-produced. A hundred. You know what I'm saying? The better so produced that shit is, the, things, the more you yeah. fucking like, because we went down this whole rabbit hole where there was one documentary we were watching and it was more like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, it was shitty. And we were like, this shit is bullshit. Like, I'm not watching this. And then there was, was another like one recording on their that, iPod or that like literally something. almost had the same pictures and information, but they had the, the dangerous music. Yeah. And then once you get the dangerous music and you show me some typing, I'm like, oh shit, that's But you real. know what's weird like, about what you're saying is like, that's kind of like, so the better quality and better produced, the more likely you are to believe it but on the on the flip side of that coin they also desensitize us by doing the shit that they're actually doing in real life and putting that in hollywood films supposedly according right to it's called predictive programming it's like yeah like teasing so it's like yeah. how it's like we if it's too well produced then it's not real but if it's not produced well enough then it also wasn't real because it's bullshit right it, it's ha- it has to be a happy medium yeah like my, my, I'm, a, I'm of the position that nothing goes viral without some sort of financial backing mm-hmm. right Unless your cat's playing piano with chopsticks, nothing goes viral without some level of funding somewhere. So with that said, I always see these new conspiracy theory videos as very skeptical and politically motivated or some sort of social agenda is being attached to them. You know what I'm saying? Even like zeitgeist at the end of it, they're like, well, let's get rid of money and create this like sci-fi utopia. Like there was like the, I never even watched. I, I, I (laughs) I forget what it was, but I think it's like the, it's the, it's, the something project where the guy who helped produce Zeitgeist is offering his solution, quote unquote, to well, society, is which to is to get shit. rid of currency and whatever the case is. And like, you know, so you always have to watch like what the agenda, for example, one of the, one of the new videos that's kind of like buzzing around yes, is okay. social dilemma, mm-hmm. right on Netflix. So, it's funny because as I saw this movie, I pretty much agreed with everything they were saying. It's basically everything that I had analyzed and done my own research on for like the last five years with regard to the dangers of social media, what they're doing with your information, the reality that they're trafficking in human souls and behavior, right? All of this shit that I've kind of matter of factly knew, but the way they framed it and the way that it was produced made it more ominous and made it more urgent, right? Mm-hmm. But then they're, they're, as they as the video continues, it starts to get into fake news and like it starts to begin becoming a little bit political and then it's really accusing Facebook, Instagram and all these social media platforms of all the danger, right? Of observing what you like so they can suggest more to you, which is the exact same thing fucking Netflix does. Yeah. What do you think is the, whose agenda are we pushing when you're watching this shit on Netflix? Like everyone is, is pushing some sort of agenda. You were brilliant in saying that like Netflix and what probably like other 
like Streaming platforms, platforms yeah, are, are competing yeah. with social media. Exactly. But it's not even just that me saying it. Like that's been my thought already, but I was listening to NPR and the CEO oh, yeah. of Netflix when they asked him who his competition was, he basically said YouTube, Netflix, or Which Instagram, so Facebook. Sense. They're all fighting for your attention. You know what I'm saying? And I say everything this, is so easily accessed, like on your phone. Like either you can scroll through Instagram or you can click your fucking Roku and watch Netflix. I mean, it was one of the things that we were watching the other day where the guy said, never in the history of humanity has the entire worth of human knowledge been so accessible, Right. That has a psychological effect on just human beings in, in general. And the way that we perceive information, the way information is given to us, and the way we, we take it in as truth, the way we apply it in our lives, the way politicians and corporations apply it to, to their policies and how they you know, pretty much cattle products through certain patterns of behavior and all of these different things. So it, it's all with an agenda one way or another. You just got to figure out which agenda aligns the best with your own as a human being, you know what I'm saying? Because you, I, I, at a certain point you watch all of these things and you become almost numb and cynical. Like we're not going to change it. I, that's, I think person. that's what they want. You know, they want yeah. to break your hope in, in totally. exposing you. Cause like at first it's like, well, if they don't want us to be exposed to this and they want us to just be sheep, then why would they be like allowing these kind of controversial videos to go out in the first place? And I think that at, on a certain level, they want you to see it because they want you to feel like there's nothing you can do. Like there's no hope left. Like totally. you might as well just fucking give up. And that's beneficial to them also. Right. Apathy is totally, you know, uh, and, and is, is, is by virtue of just not acting is complicit in the bullshit. You know, but at the same time, it just it, it, it's one of those things where you don't exactly know what to believe because you're bombarded with so much. It's what they it's it's like the whole QAnon thing, which is like yeah. they say a bunch of crazy shit, but then they like slip through there one thing that's true. Like we were talking about this, I think, exactly. in another podcast. It's like so one true or one false makes everything false, or one truth makes everything true. Yeah, and you don't know what to believe, but it's another like. And when you get down to these like conspiracy method. theory, like culture and rabbit holes that people live in, then you get into like the idea of controlled opposition, people who are in the media space that are allowed to reveal quote unquote the truth because they could control what the solution is or control how people react to the truth. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I do believe that there are people out there who are controlling opposition. The best example of this for me was Occupy Wall Street, which was like, you know, along with the Arab Spring and all of that was a mass grassroots movement that out of nowhere just kind of fizzled away and got kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like people, people wanted to be part of it. People were part of this moment. And then all of a sudden it got co-opted and they compromised and you don't hear much about fucking, uh, <laughs> Occupy Wall Street anymore. You know what I'm saying? And now people are doing the same with Black Lives Matter, right? They're politicizing it and making it so that it's either a liberal conspiracy to demonize the Trump administration and Republicans in general, or it's an actual movement for the human, for the, the, for black people to be humanized, right? Like you gotta, you can't have it both ways, but I think just, we're just so bombarded with everything that we never know exactly where to turn. You know what I'm saying? And I think you just got to speak at a certain point, you got to, set your own criteria for what you think is true and what you think is helpful. And then from that point, move forward and take that information based on what you need it for. You know what People I'm saying? look externally for answers when I think the, the best resource is to look internally because at the end of the day, you can trust yourself over everything else. Well, yeah, well, trust, yeah, trust your guts, feelings, trust your own common sense. And if you don't have any, develop common sense, right? Like we're forgetting that the human brain is like a muscle or is a muscle and it can develop. You're not, you know, just because you're over a certain age or because you're, you're an adult doesn't necessarily mean that your brain stops growing or you can stop from cognitively thinking and critically thinking, right? So if you can develop your brain and develop your personality as a human being enough to set criterias and morals and values that help you navigate through this bullshit we call existence <laughs> then you know what i'm saying you you can take that same strength and, and all that wherewithal to receive an information and filter it so that you know what's kind of it's what they call the eye of discernment like in spiritual circles right like the the ability to know truth from falsehood it's what they call in arabic furqan. it's like the idea of like i see it and i know this is bullshit just based on my what my heart is telling me and what my criteria for truth is Right. I think everybody has their own criteria for truth. And that's kind of the saturation. It's 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 this is me just kind of musing. But the, the saturation is that everybody has their own truth. 
and even universal truth is often argued about, Hmm. right? The fact that flat earth became a whole ass thing three years ago and you had celebrities and a whole bunch of people like literally fighting friends, family members who started to buy into the concept of flat earth in 2018, 19 and 20, like people are debating flat earth in 2020. But I think that's not that hard to believe at all because we're in a place where no one knows what is real and people don't believe in global warming because they don't believe in science. They don't, I mean. Something, something, something dark. Why do I get that? What the fuck? I say two words and I get a fucking cut off button. No, this is, this is, this is, we're talking about the evil cabal. I was focused on the something, something, something. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Hella rude. You think you're catching strays over here? No. Nah, I just, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's a really bizarre place that we're in in 2020 and, and what people have been able to get away with in this time of COVID and all of that. The fact that these corporations are making trillions upon trillions of dollars in yeah, profit I just in fucking... a fucking pandemic. The right? 50 richest people make as much as a hun- the 160 million poorest people. It's That's crazy. You know, the, the wealth disparity is things that we need to talk about. Racism and white supremacy in America and the entire world are things that we need to talk about. Individual freedoms and financial literacy and like all those things. These are things that are important, but we're consistently bombarded with thoughts and rappers shooting other rappers in the foot. Yeah, I know. It's like, that's (laughs) like, but I would rather read about that than all this bullshit in the news. Like I would honestly rather read about what you're saying. It's people. That's what they're relying on. They're relying on us not to think critically and at least have some level of sociopolitical awareness. I think the bullshit they're putting out on the news is just, is it's probably more fake than Meg the stallion getting shot by Tory Lanez. Well, because the news, the way that the news is delivered to us is compartmentalized and filtered through your political spectrum. And yeah, that's, exactly. that's the it's problem. Not, there's no longer upon, like geographically what everyone believes. And yeah. It's there's not no longer objective journalism. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's all perspective. It's all spin. It's all public relations. At like the, the shit the I day. used to, I used to believe like the daily show and like Stephen Colbert. And like, now I'm like, fuck, maybe they're all part of the fucking conspiracy too. Like the only thing that gives me any solace is like acquiring more knowledge. That's the only like reading and reading and reading, even if it's something that maybe isn't true. Like I feel like I, I trust myself to critically analyze what I'm reading and, and decide what's true rather than just watch someone else on the news spew it at me and just accept that. Yeah. But that's, that's you being probably in like the, the, the very slim minority of people who actually do that. Right. Most of us are like not, actively reading most of us are not actively researching information or fact checking or whatever this is why fake news can exist in our society and usurp our democracy because no one's researching shit no. you're seeing a headline you're seeing a headline and the headline is literally written to create the impulse for you to click on it right and I that's think. as far as you go like most people won't even go into the article. It's, it's to a point where our, the, our attention span is so limited that they have to tell you how long the read is. That's true. We have no fucking attention <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Span. They have to tell you this no is a two minute read so you, so you don't feel overwhelmed by the fact that you have to read something. And they don't want you to pay attention. You'll be reading something and then do you notice if you read a fucking article in between the article there's an ad of and course. then you go to, like every like paragraph it's like big fat ass thing that like pops up and then sh- it's like they're relying on you not being able to pay attention and that's why people need to invest in but they books. need they need your attention this is the thing the, the beauty about books is that books kind of prolongs your attention span reading a book actually trains your brain to keep a good attention or longer attention span than most people have right oh, yeah like the average commercial has over a hundred cuts in a 30 second commercial has a hundred film cuts over a hundred film cuts in it, meaning that the attention span of you looking at one frame to another is it's consistent. And over the last two generations of human beings who've consumed television, our attention span is now. And people don't really watch commercials like they used to, you know, it's like, cause no one really watches TV. Right. It's really just people that don't want to pay for a subscription, which most people don't because there's so many fucking platforms that you can watch subscriptions on. They are, it's just 30 seconds, you know, right. 30 seconds to watch. 
And, and then in are, that 30 seconds, they try to fit like six commercials. And those are the people who are still caught into the old model of advertising, right? Because we're not even speaking about product placement in the actual film yeah. or TV show that you're watching, right? What the person's wearing, what the person's drinking, what they're talking about in the dialogue That's really is all fucking is. marketing yeah. on one level or another based on the sponsors of the show. It's really insane, but you have to understand this. The average person doesn't understand social engineering, doesn't understand marketing or psychology or any of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Which is why it's so easy to manipulate people because you're keeping people at a very dense level of awareness. You're, you're introducing anxiety and fear economically and mentally as well as, as, as uh, physically. You're, you're, you're inducing this into their everyday behavior patterns. So now they're, they are more, they're, they're more preoccupied with trying to pay their bills and do the mundane shit than to actually take time for themselves to enhance their brain. And no one really has fucking time to do shit. Right, exactly. But that's they're keeping you as the, the gerbil on the proverbial wheel. Like you're just running and running and running for the sake of production. You know what I'm saying? And then it's it, then you wake up one day and you're like, what the fuck happened to my life? You don't really know what going on, who's who, what's what. You believe everything that you're fucking told based on your political uh uh, your political position and your political position that's is based on your geographic location. So that you don't pisses feel, me off the most. You know what I'm saying? Like people literally just agree to whatever political viewpoints that they like. If if you move from fucking Florida to California and that's like in a city, especially you just eventually you don't even realize it, but you just agree for what everyone else agrees with. Like I and I'm guilty yeah. of that too because honestly, like I believe voting is kind of bullshit, but I also believe that it's like the bare minimum I could do, but I also believe this shit is fucking rigged and already like predecided. Well, it's but pre- I'm still your, out there your, telling people they should vote. <laughs> your choices are predecided, and we're gonna get into that as a minute. That's actually a really good. No, segment. we don't have time to get into that in a minute. <laughs> we got crazy oh, pill. no, we have a few minutes before okay. we bring bring uh bring the boy on. You know what I'm saying? Frack. Fracavelli. Yeah, Fracky. You know I was gonna saying? say we can't be too depressing because now I'm kind of getting bummed. Nah, um, <laughs> no, you brought up a good a good point. Now I forgot what your the point choices was. are predecided. Like you only get two candidates. I was saying that like. Oh no, because we were talking about elections and that you're 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 in like hella election commercials. Yeah. So one shout out to Jamie DeWolf, who is the host of Tourette's Without Regrets, and they're doing a really great great fucking Halloween show coming up. So. Happen with them to rest next them, next Thursday next more. Thursday yes I'm gonna so be in it they're they're fucking be dope what are you gonna be doing I'm gonna do a Harley Quinn rap cool I'm gonna dress up like Harley Quinn and get all sexy and scary and rap sounds good yeah all right so <laughs> so but but Jamie is a filmmaker and yeah. he's been booking us of recent to be participants in these voter engagement commercials that are like being played in swing states or being given the focus groups to see if they're going to go national or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. But he's been like throwing the work at you. Like you've been in like pretty much every single commercial he's filmed. No, I I don't think so. Um, (laughs) Nas was in like hell of them, like a lot, a lot, a lot of them. But I I think yesterday I just ended up being in a lot. Um, And when you say Nas, we're not talking about Nas the rapper, right? No, she's a comedian. Got to clarify this. They don't know who you're talking about. They're going to think, oh, shit, she's in a commercial with Nas? And yeah, like- <laughs> I am. I am in a commercial with Nas. Don't get it twisted, bitches. No, but it, it's funny because, like, the more I think about it, the more I think voting is bullshit, but I also think it's like, fuck, you might as well just fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's so fucking easy. Right. Like, maybe it isn't predecided, but I think, like, 80 Well, I think you have is. to go in there understanding that this is the lesser of the evils, Right. But then also understand the entire holistic and comprehensive process of democracy. You're not just voting for the president. That's of the, the other thing. States. It's like you don't just have to think about. It's like all these other you fucking props for that you the vote DEA, for. The yeah. judges, the the public defender. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, those or, you know, like those you, can, you need to think about and are important to vote for. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people who actually control the policies where you live. You could exactly. vote judges in. Like so, really. Pay, try to pay attention as best as you can to local policies, local initiatives, exactly. local judges, all of that. So when you're going to the booth to decide whether it's white man A or white man B <laughs> to fucking Old become elected, bitch you, can, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could actually do some good in voting for things that actually make a difference in your community. Pedo child eater A. Yes. Versus like racist semi-pedo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Still I'm probably no, there's, there's, child eater. There's racist gay pedo, and then there's nice 
regular pedo. Like there's the racist who like, gay pedo. Well, there's the racist guys, and then they 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 when they're pedophiles, they prefer the little same boys. Sex, right? Oh, I don't. You know Versus, what? I don't like, even say gay because it's not. It's just it doesn't. It's just I, pedo. It doesn't. It's but all fucking. You want to know gross. what I'm just thinking of right now? Yeah. Is similarly to like when you're trying to be famous, whether it be in rap. I'm just gonna use rap as an example. You want to start regionally and then start like thinking about nationally because you gotta like like you gotta make an impact in like the little tiny town that you're from, and then from there the like northern part of your state, then from there the state, then from there the east, the west coast, or whatever. Like, and then you can become national. See, I still believe in that. I don't think most artists think that way. But I'm paralleling this to like with voting too. It's like what impacts you the most is gonna be like the little the the exact little town where you live, Mm -hmm. then maybe like the county, then like the state, then like. You know what I mean? So exactly. it's like, think how it's, yeah, the president's going to Think affect. globally, act locally. Like, isn't Ew. that what they say? Like, <laughs> they say, I no, didn't create, it's not, I didn't it's not in like a bumper sticker. <laughs> it probably is. I'm sure, I'm 100% sure, or it's probably written on some white woman's canvas bag on the whole You know why? Phones. It's because everyone in Happen Bay is always like, keep Happen Bay local. And I fucking hate that shit. You know, I do hate. <laughs> you are a local, and you always curse at the people going I to do, the I do, you but I do. You hate them. I do. <laughs> I hate, but I just hate but you people. hate that other people hate them. <laughs> I hate it all. It's like you, you, you love people. You love persons, but you hate people. I love people individually. I hate them in, you know... In the macro. Large numbers. Yeah, I do. Micro Micro versus macro. Yes, it's... Yeah, no, it's because once I get to know someone, then they're humanized to me. And so then I feel all of their feelings. I'm hypersensitive to everyone and empathic towards them. And I want them to live. But if I don't get close enough to give a shit about anything about them, then I want them all to die. Yeah, it's like Thanos versus who's the hypersensitive... Oh, um, she's really dope. She's part of Guardians of the Galaxy, and she has the antennas, and I forget her fucking name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's an empath. That's what I think I am. Exactly. Yeah, I hate being an empath. (laughs) Yes. Well, no, I mean, I've, I've had, I've been having my spiritual experience with regard to empathy, and I think that like, it, you have to find a way to reel it in. I think it's, it's a, it's a natural instinct that human beings are born with that one level or another gets shut off as you get older. You know what I'm saying? Depending on where you're from. Because some people just can't deal with it. And then as they get older, they try to self-medicate to deal with the fact that their anxiety is Alcohol, induced by their hyper drugs, and You know what I'm saying? All that shit is. But I think that empathy it. is an intrinsic part of human nature because it puts you in touch with all living things. Right? Everything. And, that, that's, the earth. and once you access your spirituality and you're vibrating on a frequency that, that is filtered through your empathy, you then are starting to hear all the shit. Mm-hmm. Right? But you care just about like, everything. But then you have to reel you. in that power, that ability. To do that because you have to, it also means protecting your energy at all. But that's just really hard to do. I of swear course. to God. No, that's I, why you got to be on your fucking. You gotta. You gotta be on your fucking Jedi shit. Nah, it's like I. I used to be able to be em- empathetic towards people and then drink a shit ton and then I was closed off from all their shit and then I removed all the alcohol and now I'm like hyper empathetic to fucking everything, especially people that I give a shit about. And like, it's, it's, I've completely ignored what my own wants and needs are because I'm just constantly thinking about the needs of others. And it's very, very fucking dysregulating and unhealthy. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a practice. You have to find a way to protect your energy, albeit being, be in, informed by the energy of others, right? Like that's the tactful way to do it. It's a, it's a delicate dance, but we're going to get into frack. So yeah, give him a call. You know what I mean? So this is our first call ever in the new platform, the new format, all the things that we're doing. We're going to be talking to Frack, the MC, or the person. I don't know who he's coming on as today. Oh, oh shit. I hear a ring. Okay, I hear a ring too. Is it recording? I think it's not. I think it is recording. Oh, yes, it is recording. It. Yes. Oh. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. So I just full disclosure, this is we're we're recording you as we're speaking and we had no idea this was gonna work. So we're kind of celebrating the fact that we did it all in one try and one take. So Are we are we live right now? Is yeah. It, is well, this cracking? No, no, no. Well you're you're recording. We're we we have you on the the recording. You're you're being recorded as we speak right now. But it's we didn't know live. yeah, we didn't know it was gonna work. So now we're it really goes happy. out tomorrow, clarify that, Frack. We put this out on Spotify and Apple and all that shit, manana. So we're not like live live, but you are live as in your voice is not recorded. <laughs> and we sound in crispy, I sound Yeah, terrible. you sound good, sir. We sound good. 
How we feeling? Right. How we feeling, bro? It's been a minute. Yeah, I miss y'all. I'm doing good, man. Are you in the Bay or like in LA you. right now? Why? I actually just got back to the Bay. I uh, after battle rapping someone who didn't believe in coronavirus, I quarantined in LA for a little bit. <laughs> I kind of like. And now, there you go. Now I'm back up here. So, Frack, I mean, I didn't give you the proper intro yet on the show, so I just want to introduce you as an overall creative, MC, battle rapper extraordinaire, joke rap writer, um, all the things. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the things. The like, best like, Jewish w- battle rapper <laughs> I've ever heard. Best Jewish battle rapper Lil MC's ever heard. That's probably the title above all titles. Yes. So, we're clear. Um, but, you know, we can't, we can't say enough about you. Is there anything that we haven't said that you would like people to know about you? Man, I think you, I think you hit the the, the nail on the head. Uh, yeah, musician, musician, musician first. You know what I mean? I think the music comes first, then you know the the battle rap, the skits and comedy come after that. Um, and yeah, and I'm also Peruvian along with being Jewish. Got to throw that in there for my oh, Peruvian shit. brothers. You feel? Biracial. <laughs> How many words can you rhyme with yamaka though? Because I have like four. Ooh. You got four? What you got? Okay, Hanukkah, Yamaka, Mazel Tov. Um, That's a slant rhyme. Yeah, I know, but I still count it. Um, oh my god, I don't know the fourth one, but I I've rhymed it before. But now you have me on the spot, and I'm and I'm fucking. <laughs> you got you got Hanukkah, uh, Yamaka, J Electronica. Oh. Uh, Ma- you feel me? Mazel Tov, Ramadan, uh, Saki Bomb, Soccer Mom, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Comic Con. That's the one I did. I said, I'm the soccer Holic- mom. Okay, listen to this. I'm the soccer mom on ketamine at Comic Con. That's, that's the bar I use. <laughs> She's Why is that literally? <laughs> why is that so descriptive of your persona? <laughs> it's factual. <laughs> it's actual factual. So, um, Frag, buddy. There's a lot of talk in these streets, man. Yeah. A lot of, lot of talk what, in these streets. What's the street saying? I, I, you know, what's... I mean, I, you know what they're saying, and I, I know you've been speaking on it. You've been making your rounds. For those who yeah. don't know, you just you just engage in, in, in some lyrical warfare with probably one of the, arguably one of the best battle rappers in the game, Disaster. Um, and from everything that I'm seeing, all the accounts are saying that it was really close. No. Nah. You might have edged it. Everyone's and, saying and, and he people, killed you know the what I'm saying? And, and I seen it myself. I seen just from what I seen. I'm like my 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 boy, my boy did it. But people, people are saying, you know, like I, I just want to get your take on it. I want to get your take on what you think or what you interpret the controversy to be, and what your experience is leading you to the opinion of. All right, man. Yeah, no, nah, it was definitely a trip. Like just to take you through the journey of it, like King of the Dot. Um, announced that they're partnering with Twitch, which is one of the biggest like gaming streaming sites uh, in the world, and they're doing a fifty thousand dollar tournament. Um, and that day, I learned that I was battling Disaster, arguably the gr- the biggest battle rapper in the world, in seventeen days. <laughs> Holy! Fuck. So, so it was like a a wild like a wild couple weeks where I was just locked in the dojo, just you know <laughs> thinking like. It, this is really going to be my life. You know, you have to really just lock, lock down and make that shit your life. For yeah, exactly. Weeks. Like I had a tiger was playing in the background. He was on your Rocky shit. Yeah. Except it, it's just the I had the tiger montage with just way more irritable bowel syndrome. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, but yeah, so, um, so then it, it happens. Right. And I think I, I came in at peace knowing that, you know, disaster, He's probably the number one. There's 32 MCs in the whole tournament. He's probably the number one seed in the whole tournament. I, you know, y'all know me. Like, battle rap is kind of something I do for promo on the side. Usually do one or two a year. Nah, I nah, do more nah, freestyle nah, nah, battles nah, nah. at Tourette. You bills with this battle rap show. Yeah. I've seen you at Tourette's Without Regrets. <laughs> and just so y'all don't know, yeah. Tourette's Without Regrets yes. happens first Thursday of the month. And I know who needs to pay rent based on who's in the battle. And I know when you're in the battle, I know you're like, yo, it's first of the month. Daddy need a new pair of shoes and you get to it. <laughs> you fucking get to it. I'm like, yo, he want that 200 or 300, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> nah, he's going yeah, to but the free. 
afterwards and just spending all that two hundred on shots. I know it. Yeah, you feel me? But no, the, the, the freestyle battle rap is its own different world. Like, like Tourette's, I could come in just off off a couple of drinks, off some good weed, and just like, just honestly, just have fun. You know what right. I mean? And do a freestyle battle. Like this written shit is a whole different thing where you gotta like facebook stalk the person look up their history like memorize that shit it's like and it's when, like when, the scariest shit think, ever as a battle rapper when do you think it got to that point because i'm i'm older i'm i'm, I'm from a different era of hip-hop than than a lot of uh, uh my my colleagues in this community right and i remember like the blaze battle rap i remember idea fighting or going against like, yeah yeah you know like i remember that whole shit i remember like eminem and rap coalition like that's the era i'm from right so when do you think it got to this point where now we have to research their whole lives on their social media and their Facebook and speak to friends? Like, when did it get to that point? To be honest, bro, what I'll say, and I think you, you, will, you will agree with me having hosted a Sunday night open mic MC show, there just aren't enough good, there just aren't enough good freestylers in the world, to be honest. Like, exactly. It, it, it's, it's such a, a, a hard skill to master. And, you know, at one point, at some point in the battle rap culture, people were just making it race jokes, homophobic jokes, just like super surface level things is based on seeing the other person and what they look like. And it was not, nothing was expanding culturally. It was really dope in the moment as Tourette's events are like amazing, magical moments happen in that freestyle. But to watch it back on YouTube, it was just like, you know, not, not the most lyrical moments. The setups were too trash. You feel me? But I think, when the written battle rap battles evolved, it allowed battle rap to kind of use more intricate um, lyricism and kind of carry the culture on that way. And it become it became its own subgenre. You know what I'm saying? Like that, it became a completely different world aside from just team backpack style lyricism or just like in MC lyrical miracle or even mainstream rap. I want to make songs and I want to you know produce records and all of that shit. Like battle rapping, even the decision to like have battle rap platforms where then there's no beat right because we had the 106 in park era right where you were rapping freestyling on a beat mm -hmm. so you had to keep the tempo and i think the tempo kept mcs from really getting their shit off because you have to people will lean on the side of somebody who rode the beat better than somebody yeah. who did yeah. Even though that other person probably said the better but thing. But that's what Tourette's is. I feel like that's how I won a lot of the time because I'm a good freestyler. Exactly. I can feel the music, and but I'm not necessarily like constructing bars back, like back engineering bars exactly. like certain like battle rappers are, and, you know? And the Tourette's Without Regrets battle is a battle rap that is on. It's the, on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like in the world of, of, of actual freestyle rap where they, where they decided to take out the beat and make it more performance-based, spoken word kind of shit like you 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 have to really you know show that lyrical prowess and you have to show those patterns and those internal rhyme schemes and the references and all of these different things so what was your whole game plan going into the shit like you came well prepared i saw you was in the dojo i saw that you you know what i'm saying you 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 fought like a like a i'm giving you i'm giving you the uh the jedi, the jedi sword sound right now if you can't hear it but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But like, what was your whole approach? Like, when you got there and, and, and you was about to get busy, what was your? How was you feeling? So you know, I knew that number one, the whole battle rap culture had me getting smoked, right? And um, <laughs> because disaster is an animal, right? But I know, I knew that styles make fights, right? And I knew that my kind of sarcastic, witty style um, and his like brutal aggression. It could make me look better. It could make mm -hmm. me... It's like Larry it could, David versus Rambo. Yeah, and I knew I could diffuse it if I chose the right angles and if I got him mad. So I went in, I basically tried to play chess with this fool and and really um, and really strategize on how to pick at his, like, at the things that piss him off so I could get him mad okay. and eventually build up to that graph moment, which I don't know if y'all saw, but it kind of went... A little bit viral on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, what, I that's what I saw. 
Yeah, so I I, I, I knew I wanted him to be angry enough to slap a graph out of my hand so I could pull out the extra graph. And I knew in order to get him mad enough, I had to choose the right angles and pick at the scabs to piss him off. And even in the face-off the night before, we did one of those, like, boxing-style face-offs. Like, I wore, like, this – he wore, like, this really embarrassed, hilariously embarrassing shirt to a battle event which had, like, a dollar on it, like, (laughs) like, taped to the front. So I like recreated that shirt and wore a dollar shirt, and oh he ended up God. like <laughs> he ended up like screaming at me and like cutting the stream off on Twitch, and it got really intense. So I think from day one I was just trying to like slowly, uh, you know, um, hip- hypno- hypnotize him into being mad and kind of use that sarcasm to diffuse his uh, aggression. You feel me? Okay, I totally feel you, and this is so. Don't you feel like? I, I like the approach that you took. You took a sarcastic, witty, because that's kind of like what you have to do against like a super hyper aggressive dude. Because I've gone in battles with like where they're literally like spitting in your face. They're just being super derogatory. And it's like the only way to kind of like flip that on them is to just act like that shit didn't phase you at all and just make hell right. fun of them. Like I think that's the best strategy and i think that's why you are so successful at battles because like you don't take yourself so fucking seriously and you're not so violent like battles are so fucking violent it's crazy like people are legit get in fights like after fucking rap yeah battles. because you, you have to do something if you have all those gun bars <laughs> i don't think these fucking fools are actually gang of course like, they're, they're not but that you know I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm i'm saying that in jest but like you know that's that's the energy that people are bringing in and men are immature. Just let's just keep it on it. Like you know what I'm saying. Like men are very immature. So when somebody appropriately gets a, gets under our skin, we don't really know how to. Even if we're eloquent, even if we know how to use our words, we're still gonna want to put pause. Right. On, you know what I'm saying. But the moment you're speaking about for those who don't know is this viral moment where you were reading off the the, the stats of coronavirus because disaster is one of those people that thinks that coronavirus is a hoax. I <laughs> and, and, and for full disclosure, Lil MC thinks it's a hoax as well. Um, oh, let's to go. Some <laughs> so, some so we'll get into that. But so you you came from the position of of his of his countering his position with facts, and you're you, just this is fucking diabolical the way you thought about this. Like I'm gonna get him mad enough that I'm gonna pull out a graph, and I know he's gonna wreck it, so I'm gonna have a backup one and have a bar for that backup graph. Like, the shit, when I seen it, yo, like, you have to understand, like, it was like the the same energy I give when I hear a dope record, like, oh, shit, like, let's, like, whoever it is, like, it's just a a New York thing. Like, when we hear a dope record and we know it's gonna take over the summer, we just go crazy. That's what I did when I heard, when I saw what you did on that, I was like, yo, my man, like, there's no way he doesn't win this battle. Right. There's no way that people walk away saying that he did not win this battle. So from from I mean, from your vantage point, and I'm, I'm sure your vantage point is somewhat insulated and leans in your favor. What What is the takeaway? Are people saying that you won this shit? Or, Hell of people are saying you know what I'm saying? Like I read are people saying you were robbed? What, what, what are people saying? Like what are, what are, I didn't hear what are people saying to person. you and what are people saying in the, in these streets? Yeah, it's, it's a good question, man. It's been it's been a hell of a controversy. Um in the in the building, um, they had four judges. All four of the judges chose disaster to move on. Then the fifth judge was the Twitch, the Twitch um, fan. So everyone who was tuned in, I think it was fifteen thousand people were tuned in. Seventy six percent voted for me, Fuck. which is so you so you're the, I, I was, so you're the people's champ. That's yeah. I was not I was not expecting the 76 percent because disaster is one of the most popular battle rappers if not the most popular battle rapper hundreds of thousands of uh, fans who will support him to the death so i mean there was probably a good bow wow of fans who are going to vote for him no matter what off top so 76 in itself may be deflated so uh, the fact i got that many was amazingly surprising for me and because it was so even uneven that's what created this controversy where people thought the judges were paid off disasters the number one viewed king of the dot wanted to keep him in the competition it created this huge controversy everyone blaming king of the dot and i think this controversy has uplifted my brand in an amazing way that has like people really interested in my music and kind of secretly has been like the best case scenario for me so i don't have to keep battling (laughs) in this tournament every month 
it's 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 a better version of Hillary Clinton versus Trump, where she wins the popular vote <laughs> right. and he wins the White House. But in your case, yeah, it's that's, like, that's what my pop texted me after the. He's like, <laughs> my, my dad talks. He's like, my dad said, "There's the first time we've ever seen uh, the electoral college. Uh, you won, you won the popular vote. You won but not the popular the vote, college. but you lost the electoral college." Which is, you know, right. I mean, but I think you you touched on, and, and I want to talk about your music in a minute, but you touched on a really cool part about the, the politics involved with battle rapping because it's such a, it's emerged to be such a big platform. And now you, you have King of the Dot with this key partnership, like the business aspect of it, right? They got to keep, they got to do their numbers. They got to keep eyes on the product, right? And if disaster is an asset to the product, then it behooves them and it puts them in an advantageous space to keep him on for as long as possible for him to yeah, that, lose so, so to that's you a fact. early on. It's so like, that's a, yeah. Yeah, no. So that's a fact off top. And I think that's how most battle rappers see it. Cause if you put two and two together, King of the dot rigged it. But I think it's really, a, it's a, it's a little bit less rigged than that. It's more that just these judges were four LA judges mm-hmm. who all kind of knew disaster had context to disaster like disaster style and had no and who had no idea who I was coming into the battle. So I think it was more just their regional LA bias and their bias to Diz and that it wasn't necessarily a setup. It was more just kind of like lazy judging. And um I, I I'm personally cool with it because, you know, it 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 has, you know, blossomed my brand and allowed me to kind of like take this opportunity and flip it into other things. But the fans and even like when you're talking about you know how east coast fans listen to music like it was really the east coast new york battle fans that had my back like oh, the, the the it was the smack url bloggers and fans who are all just super pissed and who are all you know making blogs about me and for me who's like i kind of have an experimental battle style which kind of fuses you know angles and and multis and jokes and, and kind of uh, original angles I, I don't I never thought that I would appeal to fan bases like that you know what I mean but it was really cool seeing how my approach to disaster and the way I handled this battle really translated to all different types of audiences especially on the east coast and uh, so all politics aside I think it worked out for the best um but Frag, I do 100% agree I, I feel like I don't like organized rap battles because I feel like it's always fucking rigged and it's always like politics involved in it. Like I've literally done battles and they didn't even like they thought I was going to lose. And the guy that I battled was like one of the organizers and they ended up never fucking airing my battle. Like I was I like confronted them hell of times. I'm like, yo, what's up with this battle? Like I see you put everyone else's battle up. Like what's up with mine? And then turns out the fool like reused the bars that he had in the battle against me in a whole different battle it's like i don't know i I feel like never satisfied competing in these fucking things because you put a lot of like energy into it and it's just always rigged but i'm happy to see that at least in your situation like yeah you didn't win the fifty thousand, but you you gained a lot of fucking popularity and i'm interested to know like has your has people been interested in your music because i think a lot of times battle rappers and their music, like, they, they have separate fan bases. You know, like, people are fans of you as a battle rapper, but they never even look into what your music is. So, like, what's your experience with that? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, and I think that's the real test, right? So far, it's been, like, amazing. Like, so far that people have been retweeting my music, like, wanting to get to know me, like, searching my shit, like, my streams have super spiked. All right, we're back recording. <laughs> there we go. All right, you there with us? Yep. Okay, cool. All right, well, yeah. That was this... a good question, though. I want to finish answering yeah. that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. How does it affect my music? Yeah, so so, so far, it's really affected my music um, beneficially uh, because, like, yeah, my streams have spiked. People have really shown interest. I think, like, Battle Rap is all about drama and controversy, and because... Uh, people feel like I've been robbed and wrong. Like the human spirit just wants to see that injustice corrected, you know, and wants right. to see me be successful in some other way. Cause I feel like I was robbed of the chance of 50 K. Um, but uh, I think the real test will be this be list celebrities album, which is coming out um, in a, in a week or two. And to see how fickle the battle fan, fans are 
if they were really just fucking with me for the moment or if they're re- really true supporters. Because in the past, I agree with you, little MC. I think every year it gets better, and and as as major labels kind of dissipate and every artist is really their own independent, you know, machine. Um, I think it's 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 almost like the battles have helped promote my music and has really made me strong fans. But in the past, it's really rare to see a battle rapper succeed musically. And, um, you know, there's cats like Sue Surf, um, El Maculate, um, who had like some good dumbfounded, who've had some good sure. uh, industry success in their own um, in their own pockets. You know what I mean? But uh, I think it's yet to be seen if someone can uh, really take it all the way. But I'm curious to see when this album drops how uh, how fickle the Battlefat fans will be, or if they'll be the, you know give the real support to it. And what what's going to determine that for you? Like when your album releases first week out, like what's what metrics are you looking at other than just obvious numbers or whatever? Like what metrics are you looking at to determine whether or not like the conversion was was full throttle from battle rap to your music? That's a really fucking good question and something I should think about more. Um, I, I think a lot of it is like, like when I was tweeting after the Diz battle, I was getting like 600, 700 retweets every tweet. You know what I mean? Obviously, that was just because it was a spiked viral moment. But I'd be curious to see um, if when I post my next music video, it, if I when I post um, the album link and, and see the streams go up, if I can at least, you know, half, have that and see if people are as interested and you know it doesn't have to uh, you know i don't make music to go viral you know the same way that that graph moment went viral but it, i think it's more to see you know uh, you know are they engaged with it and are they are they spreading it and listen and you know streaming it and i think those metrics will will tell Fam, you you named each song on the album after a B-list celebrity. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm in your music video. When is that shit dropping so that I can, you know, ride your wave? <laughs> like, you get hey, Lil MC. I... <laughs> yeah, that, that, the Aubrey Plaza music video. Uh, we're dropping the Chameleonaire music video a week before the album. So well, I guess that's next week. And then the album and then the month after the Aubrey Plaza music video featuring Lil MC. Uh, as uh, as um, angered bartender will uh, will be dropping. Oh, so she played herself. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you just what's her job? Right. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna expect to be collecting my royalties once you're famous. Okay, because uh, I've been doing so many fucking cameos. I've been putting I've been putting her on to commercials and residuals, and we've been filming a lot with Jamie. Right, so. <laughs> We've been we've been getting paid, but she didn't realize that as commercial actors, there in certain cases you get residuals. Where like there's a whole like there are people who have whole careers based on fucking yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I saw I, I saw y'all in the in the DeWolf vote campaign. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. So um, but you were in the commercial. You you won a Doritos commercial. He was winning some. Con- <laughs> you a contest winning motherfucker. Yeah. Let me tell you, bro. Like anything that's like no participation medals for him like no, he's not yeah. your house must be festooned oh, with trophies up. and spelling bee like plaques and shit like <laughs> so nah. you, won, you won this doritos contest where you were on a commercial and they gave you like 10 racks yeah yeah it was it was super <laughs> random bro but uh i me me and my homies when i, I moved to la last year and i've been kind of working on starting a bit of a music collective out there. And my homies, John the Links, who are really dope musicians, we've kind of been working on doing these little videos that they started doing, which were like, you sample like a household object, like, you know, toilet paper, or like a cup or like you something like that. And you kind of make a whole beat and like quick one minute video out of it. Um, and we were already doing shit like that. And then this Doritos opportunity came. It was like, bro, let's just sample a Doritos bag. So we started making a beat out of a Doritos bag and wrote verses to it and uh, submitted it to Doritos and we ended up making the cut. And uh, it, the actual NF- uh, TV commercial that played during the first NFL game, it really like showed us for like one or two seconds. But luckily they gave us the permission to post the whole thing on our own channel. So that's been doing well. That's so dope. See, that's that's so dope. So are you going to do Tourette's ever again? <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm always doing Tourette's. 
Texas Reds still do. I just want to <laughs> So yeah, so I just I just wanted to make sure because you know what I'm saying. One like, one Doritos care commercial and y'all think I switched up like that? I don't, I don't know, so I'm, I'm asking. You got the disaster shit going. You got the album coming out like a, a Cheetos commercial. You know what I'm maybe? saying? Like, I'm I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a I'm I'm a different dude. Like I'm not me personally. I I'm in Doritos commercial. I'm not fucking rap battling at no burlesque <laughs> show. I learned. I learned. like peace out, boom boom room. I'm gonna never see you again. <laughs> He's he's went Zulu Nation on the Hulu. Stage. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? I'm fucking out of here. But <laughs> wait, last question though. You signing with Zion I. We have we didn't even get into that. You have yeah. too many fucking big shit popping out here. So tell us about that. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I saw y'all did a show with with the homie too. Yes. So so what's How the that so, that- Yeah, so as we understand it, right? Your your album's going to be released on Empire via uh, Zionize independent imprint or label or whatever the case is. Um, just speak about the, how that whole thing linked up and panned out for you. Yeah, that's actually a, a longer story that's got uh, got some adorable aspects to it. But um, the way I I started rapping was um, was was part of this organization that we've all worked with called uh, Youth Speaks. And um, when I was like fourteen, they started. They threw the spoken word uh, competitions, but they started doing the MC Olympics competitions because a lot of the MCs in the spoken word competition were taking L's. So uh, they started one just for the MCs. And I I think I won when I was 14 or 15, and Zionai was one of the judges. And um, we got to rock the new parish. I think think this might have been when I was 16, 17, but I got to one of the prizes that I got to open for, like, a young Travis Scott before he was – before he was really anyone at the new parish, and Wait, what? it was a cool opportunity. You did not yeah, this for is Travis like, Scott. Yeah, this is like before Travis was like anything big, but he was playing shows at the new parish, and we won the. Uh, he was actually opening for Casey Veggies, so we. It was the Casey <laughs> Veggies show where that I, is insane. <laughs> Travis yeah, Scott opening opened, up for Casey Veggies is sick. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Um. But yeah, so Zion I was a, was the judge there, and I always stayed in touch with him, and just like, cause he was like such a icon to me growing up. Like when I first started listening to hip hop, he just like he was able to do the lyrical conscious thing and still like have so much fun and keep it so Bay Area, and that was just I always admired how he balanced that. So uh, it was cool having him like in t- in touch. Then you know, fast forward a few years, I end up working for Youth Speaks and throwing these same MC competitions that kind of inspired me to rap. And um, we got Zumbi, Zion I to uh, uh, to headline that event. And we stayed in touch. We we had stayed in touch all those years, but we especially reconnected then. And he's been t- he was telling me that he wanted to do a label situation and ended up going on tour with him to. Uh, Seattle, Vancouver, and kind of strengthening our bond, and um, yeah, when I showed him this B-list celebrity joint, he, you know, I think his his uh, idea for this Empire imprint, because I think he was one of the first artists on Empire, and I think they wanted to kind of show their appreciation to him by letting him start his own imprint that distributes through Empire, which is a much bigger, bigger label, but, um, you know, I'm not like an empire artist like Tyga. I'm like an empire artist right. on this uh, underground imprint. But uh, I'm I'm excited to see how it works and you know how we can keep building in the future. That's dope. It's like a full circle moment for you. That's really it is really you sweet. know what I'm saying like really it's, it's sweet. Oh, you need a documentary, Brad. <laughs> you really need a documentary. You know that'll have all the <laughs> man. Just what just what the world needs another white rapper movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. No, you're yeah, that's what we. You're that's Peruvian. what we. That's what we lean on your Peruvian heritage. There and like we throw go. Some like cocaine, go. drug shit in there, and like you know what I'm saying. Like all the stereotypical <laughs> shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dress like a Sherpa, you know, like in. <laughs> he in only had one mission. Exactly. <laughs> and a yarmulke. <laughs> <laughs> so intersectional. <laughs> that's so many intersectional. covers for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Frack, baby, I appreciate you, man. Um, where can people find you? Shout out all your your social media stuff and everything else you want to plug. Yeah, catch me uh, at Frack the Person, F R A K the Person. Um, 
just search Frack on YouTube to find my battles and music videos. Uh, the uh, B-List Celebrities is coming out October 22nd, which is, yeah, really soon. So, Beautiful. yeah, follow me on Spotify, Apple Music, and yeah, I'm, I'm hyped y'all are, y'all, y'all are doing this podcast. This is dope. I'm, I'm going to check all the other episodes, too. Yeah, indeed. Cover yeah. your, make sure you have earmuffs around children. Yeah, talk about buttholes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of butthole and pussy talk. Um, <laughs> but we appreciate you, brother. And then when when this this whole thing, COVID, whatever, you know, what I'm saying, hopefully we 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 link up soon and 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 rock out. Yeah, definitely, bro. Let's do that. All right, peace, love. Yes, that was Frack the person, Frack the MC, the homie. Much love to him. Frack your belly. He didn't even drop a Frack your <laughs> belly. I know all the things. So that was our first episode on this new thing. On the new and season. And I think we, we made it through. We got through it. Yeah. With with very little embarrassment or um. Well, we barely shame. talked about pussy or butthole. So well, okay. The next well, we got to give them something for later. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. for sure. So yeah, please follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. If you have questions, comments, anything that you want us to talk about or anything that you want us to argue about, then yes. hit us up. Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we're, uh, we're going to try to keep on Unlearn rocking. the world. Don't forget our names. Yes, Lil MC. You can follow her on Instagram, Lil MC, at Lil MC and Amp, as well as Unlearn the World as it sounds on Instagram, Twitter. Unlearn spelled with a silent K. <laughs> all right, we're out of here, folks. Peace. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good.